Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Good Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Thank you. Good morning, morning. Sister Tracy. Okay, I heard Sister Tracy. Good morning. And there was a few other people. Can you repeat your name again? Good morning, Evan. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, kind Kim. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. I have a couple of prayer requests. Is that okay? Okay, uh, just give me a second. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> One, pray for me to just get through this cold that I'm dealing with. Um, One prayer for my sister. She was doing better, but she's had a setback in Chicago. Okay. Her name is Denise. Okay, thank you for letting us know. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Good. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Lynn. Did you say Lynn? Yes. Good morning, Lynn. Happy Wednesday okay. to you. Happy Wednesday to you, too. And I, too, um, have a prayer request. Okay. Um, I would like to pray for um, my niece, um, Nakaya. Um, She tried to commit suicide last night. She's 15 years old. Okay, we will definitely be lifting her up. Uh, Yeah, her mom and the rest of the kids. um, Just keep everybody in prayer. Yes, certainly. Uh, We'll keep the family as well. Okay. Thank you for letting us know so that we can pray for Nakia. Is Thank it Nakia you. or Nakaya? Nakaya. Nakaya. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Sorry, my grandbaby just walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Thank you. You have a wonderful day as well. God bless you. Thank can you, you so much. Can you please keep, please keep me in your prayers? Yes. Some issues going on right now yes. with me and my husband. So please. Yes. Got you down. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valuable. This is Sonia. Good Bless morning, the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Forget not his benefit. Ah, let's go, y'all. Today is a new day. Amen. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Ashanti. Happy Wednesday for this is the day. Yes, we shall rejoice. I am excited. We have new mercies today. Hey, I'm ready to get out there and praise ye the Lord. Have a good day. Praying for Nakaya and the family. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you, Rochelle. Good to hear your sound as always. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Dedicated Denise. Good morning, Dedicated Denise. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to continue calling in during the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declare will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for Him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now.
We pray many blessings of our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Sister Sylvia. She's asking for, for prayer for herself. and She's dealing with the cold. And then she's also asking for prayer for her sister, Denise, who has suffered a setback in her recovery. Lynn is asking for prayer for her niece, Nakaya. She's 15, and uh, she tried to commit suicide yesterday, last night, I believe it was. And let's lift up not only Nakaya, but Nakaya's whole family. Praying for peace, comfort, and deliverance for them, for Nakaya. Um, Susie is asking for prayer for us to continue to pray for her. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought, will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that Lord has promised to those who love him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Father God. We thank you, Abba, for your grace and your mercy right now, Father. We thank you for your love that encompasses right now, Father. We thank you for your hand that is upon us, Lord God. We thank you for your love that dwells within us right now, Father. Your word declares in Psalm 24, verse 7 and 8, Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lord God, as we enter into your courts with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise, we thankful unto you unto this day, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that for Nakaya right now, we go in, Lord God, and step in between that and what has just gotten to her mind right now, Lord God. Let your mind be in her that was also in Christ Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that your blood is covering her right now. I thank you that your word stands and keeps her, Lord God. I ask right now in Jesus' name that you restore the head that of protection right now, that everything that she has put her hands to that is not of yours, that you remove it right now and throw it and throw it into the lake of fire. That right now, Lord God, that you put your love around her, surround her and her family right now, Heavenly Father. Let her know that you love her to the depth of her soul, my Heavenly Father, that she is yours, Lord God. Take her into your bosom right now, my Heavenly Father, and protect her right now from everything that is not of you. Lord God, as we go deeper into your table and we sit down, Father, look upon Sylvia. Lord God, I ask that you continue to heal, oh God, to the mirror of her bones. Uh, God, because you are her doctor, you are her healer, you are her everything, you are her nurse, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, as I ask this, Lord God, I thank you in advance because it's already done. Lord God, as you look on her sister, it may look like she had a setback, but no, things had to be removed and moved out of the way so that which was holding her back can be moved out of the way so she can be 
recovered, healed, restored to where she was supposed to be and go even more. Lord God, we are pushing into that presence this day because we are thankful unto you, Lord God. Look on Sylvia and Susie and Lynn even more as they have opened up their mouths, Lord God, to declare, to, to want to know and want you to know that you are God for them and that you are able to do anything exceedingly abundantly, my Heavenly Father. So as we press in this day, Lord God, we are thankful unto you, Lord God, because you have blessed our souls. Your benefits are just just out of this world, Lord God. There are things that we can't even imagine, my Heavenly Father. So, Lord God, as we take our phones off of mute, as one by one, one that we will open up the mouth, they have God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God. There are those, Lord God, that can eradicate their voice, their name, Lord God. Thank you, Thank you, we don't think glory, glory, Thank you. 
encouragement and the inspiration to move away from where they are, Lord God. Those who are scared, I pray, oh God, and come against judgment. God, I thank you that your grace is sufficient for us. And so, Lord, don't you need to resist the need and the inspiration to get up and talk to me. God, I believe for them. 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 Let your praise and worship continue to rise. As you continue to keep us, oh God, look upon the one that brings the word, oh God, that will continue to shake our foundation and give us the keys, oh God, that will continue to make us go forth and dig deep, oh God, and seek and chase after you, oh God. And as this is, it is what it is, Lord God. I thank you for the blood that speaks on our behalf. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Dion, engine number nine is in your hands. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Thank you, Baby Spice. I appreciate you. Blessings to each of you. Thank you, Valuable Valacita, for your consistency and your grace in carrying us into the call for years. I don't even know how many years you've been doing it at this point, but I am grateful to be surrounded with such a mighty cloud of witnesses. Happy Wednesday, y'all. My favorite day of the week. It is the day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. And listen, honey, I, I need it. On today, I want to extend the invitation, as always, uh, for you to join us as we are uh, approaching 2024. And um, yeah, so I wanted to extend that invitation to all that will. We meet right back here at 5 p.m. after our fast ends, um, and prayerfully we can connect and begin to thank God in advance for all that he's done in and through our lives. Uh, just a really quick reminder, thank you for all of those that have reserved your space uh, for the 10-year anniversary celebration happening on January 13th. Um, I cannot wait to see many of you and hug your necks. Thank you for those that have bought their plane tickets uh, to make sure that you are here. I am humbled and honored um, that you would think that much uh, of Declare Victory and the Declare Victory family. And I so look forward to spending time with you. Um, the price actually changes on November 15th. So just a quick heads up, if you have not reserved your space, Please make sure that you do. I will post the flyer on today. Um, 
This is the day that the Lord has made. I will absolutely rejoice and be glad in it. I'm grateful for so many things on so many levels. Um, but I thank God for uh, this week, for Jacqueline on Monday, Jonathan on yesterday, and today uh, we go a little bit further. And um, there is something that has been resting on my heart with regard to today's share, uh, really since Sunday. So I'm going to walk you guys through a story. You know me. If you don't know anything else, I love practicality. I love life application. Uh, but more than anything, I love a great example um, in that it gives us not only something to work with, <clears throat> but it gives us visual uh, aesthetics so that we can use them to apply to our lives. I'm going to rattle off several scriptures this morning, so you may want to grab something to write with. <clears throat> you don't have to, but it may benefit you to do so. Uh, and I'm going to give you 10 solid scriptures for uh, leaders and how to gauge them. I promise I'll tie everything together. But first, y'all want to go with me and hang out? Let's go for a ride. Let's talk about it this morning. I remember arriving in Atlanta, Georgia in January of 2008 upon very specific, succinct instructions that um, – I was to champion certain things that I would need to prepare for and that I had to go through a process of pulling off in an effort to put on. At the time, Josiah was five, Mari was 10, Beyonce 15. Um, I was a, a nervous wreck uh, because I had never been so far away from everything that I thought I had to have in an effort to live. Josiah, uh, probably, I'm, I'm assuming it had to have been a couple of years in uh, to my then now, my my refuge, my resting place, my haven. Um, Atlanta for me was a renewal of everything in me, uh, on me, about me. And it is where I learned to trust God with everything that I was because I did not have another option. Um, he was uh, definitely classified as my source. It wasn't a job that sustained me. It was his hand. It wasn't um, how my effort, my talent, my gift, nothing. Everything was predicated on what he provided. He was, for me, Jehovah Gabor, Jehovah Rapha, El Roy God, El Elyon God. He became my daddy. Um, until then, he was just the boss of me. I felt like I had to obey him. But this journey um, demonstrated to me that it was the desire and the posture of my heart that would make the difference in my life. And while that was several years ago, it seems like just the other day, I, it's hard to believe that I've been back in California for 10 years. And I was only in Atlanta for five, but it seems like a lifetime. Um, I'm assuming it was about 2010. By then, I had a bit of a rhythm in um, living in Atlanta, had made friends and built relationships, um, something that I did not think that would happen, um, really did. But Josiah had a field trip, 
and I wasn't super excited about the field trip. I actually, to be quite frank, thought it was stupid. <laughs> but upon arrival on the big yellow school bus with all the noisy children in the back, and um, <laughs> we pulled up at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm talking about Chick-fil-A, the place that everybody goes on a regular basis, um, depending on how much you particularly. But I wasn't a Chick-fil-A either, so I was not impressed, as so I thought. I want to introduce you all to a man this morning, and I promise I'll give you scripture and make it make sense. And yes, we're still talking about leadership. His name was Samuel Truett Cathy. Samuel Truett Cathy at that time was still alive. Um, he was probably about 91 or 92. But I remember walking into the building itself, and we were approached by a beautiful lady who, when she came up to us, she was extremely quiet, so much so that the teachers began to lull the children and shush them in in an effort to make sure that we could hear um, our liaison for the day's instruction. She whispered very gently as we entered the foyer, and I'm thinking to myself, now all these kids, half of them back, mom, why are you whispering? <laughs> So in the foyer, there was nothing spectacular, but then she walked us into a large great room full of open space, several stories high. And when I walked into this room, around the room in big, gigantic red letters, I'm sure the structures themselves had to be maybe 10 feet apiece were the words love, joy, peace, goodness kindness, temperance, all of the fruit of the Spirit were in big, bold, red letters. It was beautiful. And in the center of the room, there was a statue, a statue of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. They might just closed on Sunday. This man really saved up in this thing. Well, now my absolutely unimpressed self was overtaken with awe. As I looked around the room and noticed that it wasn't just the lady that spoke just above a whisper. It was the tone and the cadence of that particular establishment. It was the heart and the mentality of everybody who represented this man. I'm like, oh, my God, what? A, I could feel the peace of God sitting on me. And as she took us on this tour, all these different places, she did not explain how they fried chicken. She never mentioned um, the success of this billionaire leader. All she talked about was how God had provided how that God had created a, a way for people's lives to change almost overnight. 
about how gracious and kind this Samuel Truett Kathy was, how gentle and meek this man of God had become, and how he wasn't just their boss, that they loved him. Oh, what I had to do to compose myself If you've ever spent close time with me, I'm a crier, and so uh, especially when I feel the presence of God, so imagine me, for folks that know me, you know, I just began to blink. (laughs) I'm a blinking and a walking and walking and blinking, trying my hardest not to slide across their floor because I'm going through this immense breaking process. I'm going through this thing, and here I am, just a mother on a field trip, but I could feel not just the hand of God, but I could feel Samuel Truett, Katie's hands on every person we encountered. She then walked us into uh, what was a makeshift replica of what had been his former business, and and as she did, um, she began to share with us about himself and the founders. Now, you have to know this man's story. It's absolutely worth reading. He dealt with tragedy after tragedy after travesty after life interruption after frustration after frustration, but he was still a man after God's own heart. And in this room, it was his initial attempt at restauranteering. It was his very first, uh, a replica of his very first diner or bar, something that he opened to ensure uh, that his mother didn't have to work so hard and that his family wouldn't have to struggle, but he found himself in failing places on a consistent basis. And around this restaurant, um, as we walked into uh, the hallway of this makeshift diner, there were pictures of seven men all seven men leading with him. It was he made the seventh. There were six additional men. And she began to tell us a story about how Chick-fil-A went from um, a casual restaurant um, to one of the most major dining areas. As a matter of fact, in today's lineup of top 50 restaurants in the world, it is number nine. Right, it started in 1964. This this man was born March 14th in 1921. My grandmother was born March 12th in 1920, and so it it was significant to me. Right, he lived in Atlanta, Georgia. He was born and raised in Jonesboro, uh, which was right down the street from where I lived in Ellenwood. So all of this was so significant to me. And as I looked at the seven men, I I peered at them deeply as the the woman continued to whisper. He made a decision that he would never work on Sundays, that Sundays was for the Sabbath, and that he would spend that day with his family and his loved ones and giving God glory and honor, and that nobody that ever worked for him would violate that day. And so you can't not crave a Chick-fil-A sandwich on a Sunday because you shan't have one until Monday. 
So there was a turning point where they knew they had to make some decisions. And in that process of making those decisions, they decided to go on a seven-day fast. Uh, I'm sorry, a 40-day fast in an effort to hear from God for the next instruction. Today is our fasting day, y'all. I'd invite you to attend. And in so doing, uh, what was discovered is God gave him a very specific strategy for next steps. And he and these seven men, uh, they shut the whole business down for those 40 days in an effort to make sure that they not only heard from God, but that they did everything that he said uh, with precision, that they did everything that he said with care, kindness, and tenderness. That was one of, uh, that, that was the second major impact that caused me to blink really fast for a really long time. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I thought this was a field trip. I, I thought I was just coming to hang out with the kids, but what are you doing? You are giving me such insight and revelation so that I can hear clearly and understand certain things about how next moves are made for true leaders and true champions, for those that pioneer new efforts and new endeavors and to date. They are consistently one of uh, the most well reviewed by their employees, companies in the entire world. This whispering lady then took us upstairs to another layer, which was their cafeteria, which they feed their people every single day. They hired professional chefs that they would fix them lunch, and it's all on him. So they sit down and eat like a family shift after shift. Those people have not just become uh, employees, but they are, uh, many of them are owners of their own franchise, which he only charges $1,000 to begin. They get ice cream, all the ice cream they can eat. And if you've ever had Chick-fil-A ice cream, now I'll go get the ice cream and not study their sandwiches. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still, I'm walking and I'm blinking. I'm blinking. And I'm walking because I know that it's not just about the field trip, but it's God showing me something. They walk us out of the cafeteria and they take us into this man's um, uh, wing. I won't say his office because he has a full wing. And they took us into his office. They said that he had the day off that day. But that normally at 90-something years old at that time, he came into the office every single day. And when we walked into the office, there was this big, uh, plush carpet, the kind that you put your feet on and you sink into. But in this office, there were pictures of children everywhere. What I then came to understand is that he was a foster parent. Now I'm really blinking. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, my God. This man's heart is absolutely beautiful. I promise I'm going to give y'all scripture shortly. Hold up. And I'm saying, this man's heart, oh, my God, he feeds the people. You walk in, you see the fruit of the Spirit, Jesus in the middle of the, the uh, best of you, as Grandma would say, washing the disciples' feet, the lady whispering, everybody else whispering, they greeting us with smiles. But this man does not fry chicken. This man makes people better. Ah. And I'm, I'm, 
I'm watching him. And all 19 of the foster children that he ended up adopting are not just foster children. They are his children. And so all of the manifestation of the additional pictures are now his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren, pictures everywhere of children, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And she began to tell us the story about how wonderful he was and how gigantic his heart was and how many people he had helped and how many people he had led to Christ through his life. Not through uh, reading Bible stories or telling them how awful they are and how much they need to get it together, but just by loving people. This man had impacted home after home, life after life, person after person. And I'm thinking to myself, only somebody that loves God could do this. Only somebody that chases after his heart could bear such witness and evidence without him ever saying a word. He wasn't there, but all they did was talk about this man. I'm thinking we're going to go see how they process the chicken. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been fine, but that, that was not the experience. Last leg of this before I go into scripture. They later begin to share with us about wind shape. The foundation two foster children that sent them to a camp every single year that he recruited and uh, fundraised millions and billions of dollars for his uh, philanthropic efforts, for his desire to see foster children's lives change. And like I said, his story is simply worth reading because there's a reason that that was in him. It helped some things in my brain click with regard to the 11 children that I had in my own home at a specific time in my life, one after the next. And um, it began to help me connect dots. Uh, as to the whys and the hows of certain things when it comes to the heart of a leader. There are multiple leadership styles, right? Some are task masters. Some are authoritarians, right? Some are micromanagers. But this man's leadership style was loving people well. And it helped me. Um, really identify how I lead, right? Um, sometimes as a, a leader uh, and, and a confessed leader, it took me a really long time to just say that out of my mouth. And, and a lot of times people will say, oh, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, that's fine. That's called false humility. Today I understand that God specifically selects people for certain things and certain assignments. Some people um, will walk with you through things. Some people will love you so well that you change and you never even realize what happened. You don't even understand the catalyst of their presence in your life. But this man, to date, has made millionaire after millionaire for $1,000 and the process never changed. One of the things you learn about leading well is when you see something is working, you don't try to fix it. You just replicate it and do it with your heart and with your tenacity, right? All right, so, so let's now, let's go to the word and let's tie all of this together, okay? 
All right. Um, as as I began to go through the processes of of studying and reading, um, I started to think about uh, the reality of what it costs a leader, um, even one that is unaware. You don't even know that you are leading. You don't even know that you are giving somebody life. You don't even know per se um, that you are breathing into someone. But what if you did? What if you not just knew it, but that you honed in on the things that you are called to lead and you began to perfect your craft and you begin to move uh, succinctly and specifically in the direction of what God has called you to do? What if that became your focus? What if you weren't so distracted that um, it pulled you in different directions as opposed to pushing you into uh, the place that God called you to? What if you were uh, dedicated to the growth process. You were dedicated to the lives that God has called you to be. This man is dead and gone, and he is still multiplying himself. One of the things you learn about kingdom kingdom mentality, kingdom understanding, is that any and everything that God does always multiplies itself effortlessly. Right. All right, so let, let's go to Jeremiah 33 and 33. <clears throat> and it reads, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. One of the things that I have learned and am learning is that when I need direction, the only place that I can go for consistency, for strategy, for strength, for direction and footing is to the rock that's higher than I am. It is imperative that when you are called to lead, that your connection with God is consistent. Right? According to Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, is when we call on him, and a, a lot of you can't think it, you can't suggest it in your heart. You got to open your mouth and use everything that God gave you in an effort to connect with him in such a way that you leave clear. Right? Sometimes we allow our ego and our pride to keep us from crying out to God. Oh, he doesn't want to hear from me. He don't want to be bothered with me. I'd use uh, Truett's example, and they don't really call him Samuel. They call him Truett, Kathy, uh, but his, his birth name was Samuel, so you'll see S. Truett, Kathy. But one of the things that I learned from his example was that he had the wisdom to have wise counsel. There are not too many people that will uh, go on this journey with you that you can say, hey, will you do me a favor? Can we fast for X, Y, Z amount of time? Right? What we can't afford to do is allow our ego or that spirit of pride to keep us from going after God. Right? It, it is our responsibility to stay humble enough that our curiosity is always alive and vibrant and awake about God. What, what do you have next? Certainly, there is more. 
right? God wants to show us incredible things, but we have to have the courage to even receive what those incredible things are. It's ultimately his desire that we be full of grace and strength to carry out that which he sent us into the earth to do. Some people don't want to see great and mighty things. You good with basic. You good with regular. You good with average. I want to see great and mighty things. Right? Let's go now to Joshua, the 19th chapter. I mean, I'm sorry, the first chapter, the ninth verse. My bad. I don't got on my, uh, <laughs> I don't have on my number threes. I got on my 2.5s. I probably should upgrade, huh? All right. Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. One of the things that I know, um, just as a believer, uh, as a, a, a sister, a, a mother, a daughter, a friend, is that sometimes I have to remind myself that even in my anxieties, even in my fears, and when I say anxiety, like I don't worry about the future um, mostly, but sometimes I can worry that God won't necessarily be with me in a hard situation, in a hard space. But the beautiful thing is that's a lie that I tell myself to give myself excuses for not being strong and courageous as it relates to specific things, right? And the truth is, um, and I've, I've said this before, before in my vulnerable moments, leadership is scary because what if you fail? God dog hit you, get back up. And like I said, his story is absolutely worth reading. It has many failures prior to his greatest success right? Taking responsibility fully, right? And being a faithful representative of God means that there are potential risks that you have to take. And most people don't maximize their life because they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of being judged by people, uh, which is just called fear of man. They're afraid uh, of being taunted or teased or ridiculed or even isolated um, or ostracized. And all of them I've experienced right? You do too well. Uh, they, they say there's something else behind it. But if you fail, they'd be like, see, I told you they wasn't going to do it. I told you they couldn't accomplish it. But the beautiful thing is, guess what the word says? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and don't be scared. Don't be dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you. Where? Wherever you go. He said, if you make your bed in hell, I'll be there. Whatever we do, he got us, right? And so having that confidence takes a certain leader. You got to be sure that you know that you know that you know that you know. You cannot fail. You can't lose with the tools you use, especially when they are given of God. Now let's go to Philippians, the second chapter, the third verse, right? Because at the end of the day, our posture, and we talk about this all the time, our heart, the, the matters of our heart matter. 
The matters of your heart will cost you people, places, and things that you thought were to travel with you to the ends of the earth. The matter of your heart, the inability to humble yourself, the inability to repent, the inability to honor what should be honored, the inability or the lack of um, drive as it relates to submitting to something for a season in an effort to lead something greater for a lifetime, we miss so many things. Because as opposed to trusting ourselves, our responsibility is to trust God, right? So it also says this, Philippians 2 and 3 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Sometimes people will call me or have a conversation with me um, as if I am such and much. And my favorite thing to say is, honey, don't do that. I'm regular, uh, standardized believer. Don't, I'm not, like, I'm not unreachable. I'm not untouchable. And not that I've done anything fancy because I haven't. I don't, I don't feel like that. I do understand that I lead from, from the place that God saved me. I lead from the place that God gave me rest and peace and truth. But I always do whatever I can to make sure that every person that I touch, every person that I come in contact with, not just feels special, but knows that they matter and how they feel matters. And that's a level of compassion and empathy. And and it always is being mindful of being humble, being um, living and operating from humility, because I know what it looks like to be proud. I've been there. I've done that and it had nothing to do with anything other than straight rebellion, right, from wanting to lord my own life, not wanting um, to, to disappoint anyone around me, people pleasing and all the stuff that leads to pride and keeps you in pride, right? So we have to make sure that we are humble as we lead. What I realized in listening to this lady describe how amazing this man was, he was just a humble, kind, gentle soul. Everything about him reeked of leadership. Everything about him said that I don't esteem myself. I don't care how many dollars I got. A friend of his asked him, why do you do this? You, you don't need the money. He said, I just, I just want to be with the people. I just, if, I, if I'm with the people, I can influence the people. I can impact the people. I can empower the people. I can employ the people. And I can show the people how they can do the same. In my, my strive to, um, and I won't say strive, in, in my process of becoming, the only thing I ever care about is that when somebody leaves my presence, that they know that they're special to God and they're special to me. But more importantly, that there's nothing they cannot do if they put their hand in God's hand, if they trust him in all things. And with that said, let's go to Proverbs 3. These are very familiar scriptures, 3, 5, and 6, right? 
And, and we know what that says. I hope. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. See, you can't have your path directed if you don't have a path to connect with him. It is imperative that you spend time in his presence. And I'm not just talking about um, on Sunday mornings. I'm not just talking about on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whenever your Bible study happens to be. I'm not just talking about singing in the choir or operating on was not denominational. He didn't belong to a church. He just was. This man just was. He was raw. He was so raw that everybody knew that it was genuine. Everybody knew that it was authentic. One of the things you'll start to discover as a true leader is that you operate not in your truth, but in the truth. Our truth is sometimes perverted and distorted, but his truth always stands. It is infallible. You cannot dispel it. You can't dismantle it. It is because it always was right? Leadership is all about making decisions, right? I don't make choices. Ah, Maybe we'll do this and maybe we'll do that. No, 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 no. I sit at the drawing board and I choose what the options are, but by the time I get up from the table and push back, I've made a decision. And that decision is usually a final decision, right? It is it is a lasting decision. It is something that will carry me from here to there. And sometimes I don't make all the right decisions. But let me tell you what I know, that when I've spent time in God's presence um, and when I'm in a position or a place to make a decision final, it's because I've heard something from God. I don't just do stuff. I don't just, uh, I don't just kind of say stuff, right? Right. Ultimately, what I discovered is that um, the more I spend time in his presence, even when I don't understand, the decisions become simpler and simpler by the day. Everything becomes clearer and clearer by the second. <laughs> right? Let's go to Galatians 6 and 9. Right? Sometimes being a leader uh, can become tedious. It can be a little frustrating. It can be um, a little uncomfortable, right? But the the great part is that we know this. Galatians 6 and 9 says, and let us not grow weary in well-doing, but for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I say this often, but never in a million years after uh, starting to pray with Tammy Edwards, Mm-hmm. And us at small groups, and here come Miss Barbara, and then here come the other Barbara, and here come this one and that one, and I, I I don't even know what happened, and we are still here, right? On those millions of days where I felt like I wanted to quit, child, don't nobody care if we pray or not. They don't care if we meet or not. And every time I tried to turn around and walk away, right, the Lord would be like, "Yep, nope, not yet. Yep, nope, not yet. Keep going." Keep going. We have this running joke. Keep going. You win. If you don't quit, you guys would have to know the backstory to that. Maybe one day, Tanya, and I'll tell you. All right. Um, Zechariah 4 and 6. Zechariah 4 and 6. I know that might take you a little bit longer to get to, so I'm going to give you a second, <laughs> especially if you're not a reader. Amen. And then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. 
not by might, nor by by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. After a while, you start to understand that um, it doesn't matter how smart or wonderful or fabulous um, you are. If his spirit is not behind it, it is only practice. If the unction is not given by the power of the Holy Ghost, you are practicing for something greater. And it doesn't mean that it's a wasted effort because we understand what Romans 8 and 28 says, that all things are employed for our betterment, that by the time it's all said and done, like a big, pretty, um, multi-pieced puzzle, when you put it all together, it spells things out over time. We just have to be consistent. We just have to be thorough in our seeking of God's face in an effort to connect with the truth that the power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of us that gives us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, right? God has an ultimate perspective and plan for each and every one of our lives, and we can trust him, right? We can trust him not only to um, give us the strength and the courage that we need, but to lead us and to give us direction, right? You should never lead without God's guidance. You should always be going after God for what next. You should always be going after God for how to. There should never be a time where you use your own efforts to employ or or embark upon an endeavor of leading anyone, anything. God is always the ultimate problem solver, right? We can always lean on him when we're unsure or uncomfortable, uncertain in our efforts. It is our responsibility to get his wisdom We know that the word says, let he who lacks wisdom ask, and it shall freely be given unto him, right? But we have to want it. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and 26. Now, this one is really important, right? We know that the word says, guard your heart with all of your diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. One of the things that you'll learn uh, about most strong leaders um, in the kingdom I'm, I'm talking about kingdom living. I'm not talking about how the world leads. You know, you'll, you'll hear a lot about strong taskmasters in certain areas, right? But according to James 1, 5, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. According to Ephesians 4 and 26, the Bible says this, angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You, you as a, a leader, One of the things you have to be sure of is even when there's conflict, even when there's a problem, there's a way to approach everything, right? And and sometimes those conversations are hard, but they can't go unhad. There are certain times where people have disrespected me, dishonored me, said things about me to people that are part of the Declare Victory family, called me names, called me this and that. And guess what God will say? say nothing. And I remember the first couple of times, it was really hard because, you know, in my past life, I wasn't that nice, nice, right? And I'm thinking to myself, child, you're the first one on my phone talking about, Dion, can you, will you help me? Is there a possibility? Can you guys help so-and-so and do this? And even today, right, today it doesn't bother me, right? But I had to learn not to be offended by 
ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I don't mean ignorant people. I'm talking about behaviors, right? Sometimes you don't necessarily know who you're in the company of. You got to be real careful with how you approach people. Leading takes a level of not just spiritual maturity, but emotional intelligence, right? Um, adaptability quotient. You have to have uh, hope. There has to be something on the inside of you that tempers you. One of the things I loved about how uh, this lady testified of this man of God is how he was always the same, right? He wasn't a candle flyer offer. He was always consistent in his approach. He was always consistent in his um, his treatment of people that she said you could go from one day to the next and you'd know that still he was just that man. That's who he was, right? It was not an act. It wasn't him putting on for the gram. It was him being who God called him to be in its perfection, so much so that he has multiplied himself thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Now let's go, uh, this is second to last scripture, y'all, I promise, James 1, 5 and 6. I just said it, right? Right, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given unto him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. We all say we want better. We all say we desire better. But the reality is if somebody asks you the wrong question, it will completely derail what you heard God say, right? I don't, I don't have time to be derailed, so I limit my questions to people that I know I can trust, have a relationship with God, and are not simply acquainted. I'm at the season of my life where I'm not living for me. I'm living for my children. I'm living for the legacy that um, I'll be able to leave them. I'm living from a place where I know that God has um, some things that I still have to get into the earth that my children will be able to pick up that mantle should they desire to do that, um, and if that be God's will, and carry forward. But the legwork has to be done from a place of wisdom, from a place of reconciling the truth of what God says about who I am in contrast to what sometimes I see in the earth. I have to be consistent whether or not I like outcomes, right? I have to be familiar with his plan and his process, and that takes a level of wisdom that not everybody will have because not everybody is willing to do that particular work. Right? And then finally, um, Colossians 3 and 2. Right? Colossians 3 and 2. And it says, set your mind on these things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Um, I think there's a level of um, elevated thinking that we all have to operate in in an effort to meet God empty. I'm kind of convinced that when Truett met Jesus, uh, I, I can see him as father um, holding on to his suspenders, rocking on his heels, saying, well, 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 welcome home, Doc. Right? I can, all I want, all I desire when it's all said and done, um, I'm not in a hurry to get there. 
but I want to have completed the work that he sent me here to do. And as a strong leader, it is important that we understand that how we gravitate mentally to anything is how we will complete our tasks. It is important that you understand that guarding your mind, guarding your heart is your responsibility. Dealing with things before they become uh, weeds in your beautiful garden is imperative and plucking up and rooting out and tearing down, right, and establishing some things in your thought life are important. And they require doing heavy lifting. They require doing work that, that means being committed to whatever the outcome is, even if you don't like what is said, right? Give yourself permission to confront the brokenness that you, we all deal with in some area of our life. That means your mind has to be sure and stable. That means you got to give yourself permission um, to operate from a place of humility so that when Holy Spirit brings it up, you're not trying to convince yourself, no, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> no, nah, you right. You got raggedy this and raggedy that. I'm only saying it because I know when Holy Spirit would confront me with certain things, I'd be like, oh, I thought I dealt with that. Oh, I thought that part was over. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was finished with that. Jesus, golly, this is horrible, honey. Right? I need you to know that um, God has need of you. And there are things that, that he expects us to complete and to perform with tenacity. There are things that he desires for us to uh, contend for that only we can do that, on, only us. Right now, I want to encourage you this morning to go ahead and give yourself permission to be the great leader that you are. God has things for us to do, y'all. And if I could do a fraction of what uh, Samuel Truitt Katie did, I will be ecstatic. <laughs> that, that, and no, it's not going to be a chicken franchise. Um. But, yeah, something is coming, and, and I'm excited about it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So that being said, listen, I hope I said something that encouraged you. I hope you are compelled to go and maybe watch, watch a documentary of uh, Chick-fil-A and, and hear the heart of this man. You could hear the tenderness uh, of who he was, his documentary, reading some of his literature. He wrote five books, right? He wrote five books. Hey, what is that? <laughs> five old entire books. I, I thank God for the process. And so I thank him for his example, uh, for being the man that he was called to be and, and inspiring me to share it with you all this morning. So that being said, listen, I love you. I pray that I said something that blessed you. Um, now we'll walk into the second hosting and greeting where we begin with our men first. Um, our new guests are persons that have not ever spoken before, and then we'll go into the all call. But as it stands right now, are there any men that want to say good morning? Going once, going twice. All right. And hey, make good morning. Oh, hey, good. hey, you. Hey, good morning. Anybody else? Any other? All 
right, cool beans. Somebody sleep. Hey, yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's up, Lil' Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? All right. Any new callers or persons that may never have spoken before, you want to say good morning? All right. Cool beans. All right. The floor is open, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. This is Leo Mia. Great decoration. Thank you. <laughs> good morning, Mom. Good morning, baby. Good morning, it's pretty Patrice. Hey, good morning. We need to talk later, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Morning, it is Gigi. Hey, good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Great share. It's Joyful. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie. Good morning, Moxie. Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good word. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. This is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Hey, Dion. Good morning. This was so rich. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Sanai J. Hey, girl. Good morning. Good morning, Magnificent. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh, good morning. This is Mary. Good morning. Beautiful. Hey. <laughs> good morning. Beautiful. Beautiful declaration. Thank you. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Awesome declaration, Pastor. Good morning, Magnificent. Good morning, Magnificent. Thank you. Morning, hey Morning. girl. Hey. hey girl. Hey. Anybody Good else? Morning. Good morning. It's glorious. Hey, glorious. Good morning, beautiful hey. people. It's me. Hey, me. Amen. That being said, we'll go right into love, life, and victory. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary, anybody? Good 
Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, you you said I don't know exactly how you said I can't quote it, but you basically said that the man um experienced a lot of failures before his goodness came and all his great things. So that was a reminder to just you know, for me to just keep going and that, you know, you're gonna fall down and you just gotta keep getting back up and that's that's what the that's what God wants. He wants you to trust him that he's gonna He's going to, if you keep going, keep going, building your faith and trusting that he's going to do it, your failures are part of your, it's going to be a part of your success. So I like that. Thank you. Yes, indeed. It's the truth. Hey, DSL, um, your share was simply amazing. Um, He's totally sold out. S-O-U-L-E-D, sold out, honey. He has taken the phone call, the memo, the sign that all of that is amazing and how yeah. that as a leader is totally committed. When you even talked about how um, they even practice the presence, the presence that which is, um, who else? Oh, got it. Um, when you talked about the presence and how they, um, uh, what's the word for it? when you know that they, they it's just from the door from everybody that is so important that we honor the presence and we 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 get away from it so much but it is so important when we enter into the presence how that it stays and how it makes us feel that we the fruit of the spirit it all works together and it, and it's simply amazing just to dwell in this presence in all things so gracier um it just make you want to just be like, okay, where's the building? I want to go. I just want to step in the building. I want to take my shoes off and step in the building. So, great yeah. year. <laughs> it was a dope experience. Like, I, it was years ago, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was the most beautiful. I can't even really explain it. It was it was awesome. It was, uh, you could not walk in that place and not feel God. It would be, you'd have to be a whole human. Literally, to not feel God's presence in that Chick Fil A headquarters, right there in Jonesboro, Georgia, honey. <laughs> hey, man. Anybody else? Dion, this is Joyful. Um, <clears throat> thank you for taking us on the field trip that you were not incredibly excited about going. At and all. I think, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think. Um, you know, when our eyes are open and we're willing, if we remain teachable, God will speak to us anywhere. So for someone else, I just, there are examples in our lives where we've resisted something and it's it can be a place that God really wants to get a message to us. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's a great share, so much to unpack, but I go back to your words and think of times in my life where there was something I didn't want to do. And in those places, that's where a lot of fruit has been produced. Came kicking and screaming, no kidding, to Michigan. And <laughs> listen, like, not like the movie with Will Ferrell, which I love. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't want to come, and God has prospered me here. So sometimes if they're not, and, I, and I, I offer this to somebody that it may not be the same thing, but the thing that we resist, sometimes you just got to go ahead and go anyway. And see mm-hmm. if that's not the place where, where God will really exponentially open your eyes and expose you to something that you haven't seen. And look at how that trip 
it shows up in your life all over, but the fact that we got to hear it today on the call, you live this out. And so these nuggets and breadcrumbs that you leave, um, nobody leaves uh, your presence and they're not better. If they're listening and they're, I, I pray for those who may be comfortable and, and just have made you common while you are uh, regular as you indicated, but the grace that's on your life and what you yield we're all made better. And so seeds are continuing to uh, be sown. He gives seed to the sower and I'm an eater. So I thank God for the bread that you regularly provide. So thank you. Great, 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 great share. Amen. Amen. And thanks for going on the ride with me this morning. I appreciate it. My sister taught me how to tell stories like that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Hey. hey. So, um, also, of course, also share, but you, you said a, you said a lot of different things, um, about leadership style. And you said he led in a place of loving people well. Um, humble and loving them well. And I feel like if that's one way to size up the leadership style of Jesus, it would be that way. Humbly and to love them well. Um, and that's pretty much it and then another thing you said you talk about not everybody wants to grow or go on a journey with you and as a leader you can't be frustrated with ignorance um, and that just reminds me of the sower who sold the seed in the ground and didn't go and run after the ones that were eaten up by the birds or try to be weed the ones that were choking up by the, by the thorn but he just continued to sow I mean if we look at our leadership style as one of sowing seeds of love you just sow like God's telling you and know that when it hits the good ground, it's going to grow and multiply. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, engine number nine. So you said, so you said a lot and I'm trying to eat it right now, but one thing that stuck out and I, I giggled to myself while you were talking and, and declaring and speaking to the earth and dropping out BCs and water at the same time was Romans 8 and 28. Because I was praying that prayer this morning and all he kept telling me was all things work together. And then he said, lean not to thine own understanding. And the thing is, you said, I was like, okay, I'll get you. I, I, I hear you. No matter what, you have just really encouraged all of us this day to get it, to go get it, to go do it. And the speaking on just, I mean, I'm so excited. I don't even know what to do. It's it's just the all things work together for the good. Regardless if it works out or not, all things work together for the good. If it works. And it and it explodes like you you know the seeds like because Jackie touched on it joyful touched on it songbirds at that table the fruit that we picked up the seeds that are in there it, it exponentially grows and that's what has happened with you you are not common you're uncommon you're peculiar the seeds that you drop that hit the earth those that have picked up those seeds. And they have planted, they resonate, they resound, how they resound in the earth and just go boom. Our ears hear it. 
I just the waters, the waves that they hit and they create. That's why declare victory is what it is. We are victors. All things work together for the good. That love. <laughs> yeah, let me be quiet because God is, oh yeah, he's working. I love you <laughs> more than you know. Amen. 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 Blessings to you. Thank you for that. And thank you for the honor. I appreciate you. Love you. Good morning, Dion. It's Tracy. Hey, Church. Good morning. So I just, I'm, I'm at work. I'm at the airport. So I got a break. So I just wanted to say I was listening. And I just want to thank you for your obedience, your sacrifice, and being for being an amazing leader. Um, I'm just going to marinate in a lot of what you said this morning. Um, I'm just grateful and honored to really be a part of this call and to absorb excellence um, and to watch the growth and to watch myself grow and to just just sit in a lot of things. Like I sent you something yesterday. Um, when I when I saw it, I couldn't believe. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. I would, my family was a part of that for many years. And I mean, it is what it is. But I'm just so grateful that God has shifted my footsteps and placed me on solid ground. And that I'm so grateful for. Amen. Amen. Yep. Glad to be a part. Glad to be a part. Love you. Yeah, yeah, this is Juanita. Um, thank you for your share. I I um wanted to get one of the scriptures. Um it was after Zechariah four and six, I think. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. Isaiah fifty five, eight and nine. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh no, wait. It might it might have been Ephesians four and twenty six. Okay, that was because I had four and twenty six down, but I didn't have to Okay, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Yes. Good morning. It's me. I want to say this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the declaration. And thank you for the almost 10 years of being on the call. Again, I told you that when I got on the call, I would be a lifer, and I am. And I thank you from the time we started doing declarations, the beginning when, you know, you allowed all of us to do the declaration and even giving me the opportunity. (laughs) I was so nervous. I don't know what to do, but you allowed me to do the declaration. Now I notice that most of the, you know, the pastors and the leaders, they do the declaration. But I just want to thank each and every one of the um, each person in the line from the time we started to now, 
all of us have changed. I could not have been on this call this long and still be a hot mess like I was when I started. I mean, from myself, my family, my husband, all of us have changed. And I thank you for just your de- your um, dedication to this call because I know that I'm a better person with the help of Declare Victory. So thank you again. I'm so grateful. I don't know what to do because I've um, overcame so many obstacles in this nine years. You know, I'm still a little nervous when I talk, <laughs> but I'm just grateful that I've overcome. Um, even yesterday, I have to be honest, when I was coming across the um, Kirkina's Bridge, I told my husband, no, you just drive over the bridge and I'll take you from there. But then, you know what? He was so he was so tired. You know, God just put me in position. I got to get across this bridge. Don't so never let that fear come up. So, yes, he went on to sleep and I got across that bridge. So, you right. know, I ain't, I ain't perfect and they, everything ain't gone. But I still have to, in my mind, back when I couldn't drive across the bridge, period, I've come a long way. And so I'm still grateful to God that I've grown so much. And he put me in a position to be a leader, being the oldest child. Now I have to help make the decision. I want you guys, please, to pray for my mom. She has internal bleeding. They're doing a biopsy tomorrow to find out where the bleeding is come from, coming from. Um, I had to ride in an ambulance with her on that um, Sunday, that little Sunday. And um, she, it was like a crime scene. She had thrown up so much blood. And um, we had to, they had to rush it to UC Medical Center, and we sat there. And um, Mother, Jesus, is so strong and, you know, just, I'm fine. I'm fine. And like, ma'am, you're not fine. So the bottom Amen. line is she, she had the um, surgery tomorrow. So please just pray, you know, that all goes well. Again, thank you so much. Declare victory. Absolutely. Absolutely praying for her and for you. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Praise God. Well, listen, y'all. Y'all already know what it is. Um, hopefully, all questions have been answered. All hearts and minds are clear. I pray that you would be encouraged, inspired, empowered even to do more, to believe more, to reach higher and harder, and to give yourself permission to embrace the God-given leader um, that each and every one of us are. It's not accidental. It's not coincidental. It is a matter of fact that God has sent us here to complete something. And so um, every day that we don't operate in that holy boldness, every day that we don't occupy until he comes is time wasted. And so I just want to encourage each of us um, to be okay with the fact that God called you to lead, right, unapologetically, without regret or chagrin, stepping into the truth of who God says that you are. And I pray Um, that something that I said today would give you the strength to continue to contend and to believe that um, you are valuable, you are an asset, and somebody is looking to you for next. Somebody is looking to you for how to move now. And um, 
Yeah, and you are worth the investment of time. Amen. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Amen. Well, I love you guys, but I promise God loves you more. I pray that you go and you grow in love. Again, today is our fasting day. Um, We meet back here at 5 p.m. And also, um, if you have not gotten your seating for the Declare Victory um, celebration on January 13th, I'd encourage you to do so as the prices change on the 15th. So I pray that you have a wonderful day. And hopefully, uh, we'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. And if not, I'll hear you back here in the morning. Same bad station, same bad time. Love you guys. Have a great day, y'all. Love you. Be blessed. Have a great day. Love you. Have a good day. Have a blessed day, everybody. Love you guys. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a great day, everybody. Have a wonderful day.